my eyes. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, is this the one you sent me? It's a vibe, right? Yeah. I liked it a lot. Yeah, this is a moody song. It is a moody song, yeah. Yeah. It's got moody vibes. I send you the moody ones that I hear. I'm like, oh, moody song. <laughs> I think so. Beautiful. You want to say hello? Is it Frenchie? Yeah. Hello. Hi. Hey, French. Oh my God, this is so vibey. Isn't it? Frenchie, you want to intro us? Oh my God, I'd love to. Hit us with an intro. Welcome to Plurality, everyone. The show about beautiful music and beautiful people. <laughs> my name is Frenchie, and I am so excited to introduce your host for the day, both Mikey and Emode. Thanks for joining us. Ow, 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 ow! <laughs> hey, Franchi, how you doing? I can't stop grooving. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good song. <laughs> it's a great song. Groove away. Amazing. Well, I just brought Emude some tea. I love you. Have a great pod. Love you too. Thank you. And we're back. And presenting DJ Emude. Here I am. Hey, long time no see, homie. I was hiding, but now I'm not. I could see you the whole time. <laughs> you could see me the whole time. <laughs> no one else knew I was here. Fake out. Name 10 books. <laughs> Name 10 books. <laughs> so how have you been since uh, yesterday morning when I saw you last? It's been good. It's been good. Like I said, I've just been trying to uh, reacclimate <laughs> to normal time. We left the club at 4 a.m. I didn't get to sleep till 6 a.m. And then I had to be up at 10 a.m. So, you know. You know how it goes. You know. So, Plur Babies, to fill y'all in, we had a night out in New York City, in Brooklyn, at a venue called The Silo. And it was a super duper special night for me, I think for Moody as well, because DJ E. Mood threw down a banger set. Could you tell the people? Yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. I mean, I play with our homies, this this collective called City Soul, and it's my my good friend Alan. He owns this short mini school bus that he decked out and like transformed into a DJ booth, and it's still a f fully functioning bus, so it can drive and go places and. Sometimes they do have the roof open and they will be driving like in a parade or something and playing out of the, the bus as it's as it's going. <laughs> um, so we drove the bus indoors to this new this new venue silo. And yeah, it was me and seven other DJs. We went for what, eight hours it was a long time. And <laughs> so much bopping, dancing. Hell yeah, we were there from beginning to end. And you know what I really enjoyed about it? it? There were so many different genres that we heard throughout the night. I mean, for the first, th the first three sets, it was really solid house music. Um, and then I went on from 12 to 1. And mine, of course, you know, was all over the place, as it always is. We played Tech House House, Techno, New Disco, some pop-inspired stuff. And then after me, we heard a lot of Tech House, New Disco with Alan's set. And then when Devin James went, his was, like, really all over the place. But I enjoyed his a lot. He had some, like, electronica going on. And he produces that kind of music, too. So it was cool to to see a producer on, on the lineup. All, all of us, we're, we're all still working on our own tunes, but we're, we'll get there. Well, I might be a smidge biased, but I did think that DJ E. Mood had the best set of the night. Mm. Not a big deal. Y'all, listen, 
the stage presence i was like literally so happy i couldn't stop smiling just watching you like vibe up there like you were legit made to do that. That's the thought that I was having. It was so cool. I like to make the crowd feel like they're involved, you know? Oh, absolutely. So many times DJs like get, and there's nothing wrong with this, that, you know, they get in the zone and they're all in the decks and they're like heads down. And, and sometimes I do get like that, but I love to like be in it with everyone and like, you know, just vibing. And it went by so fast. I remember looking at my phone and being like, there's only seven minutes left of Moody's set. It feels like it's been 15 minutes, but it's actually been 50 because it was just a vibe. The energy in there was off the charts. It was cool. It was cool. I had so much fun getting to see I, it. I got that feedback from quite a few people. They were like, damn, dude, it went by so quickly. <laughs> like, We wanted you to keep going. Do another hour. <laughs> It'll come. It'll come. Don't worry. We, we got some headlining you know, shows in the future, more than an hour set. Video. I'm excited for him. I'm excited to be there. I'm excited to be here right now at Plurality. Thank you guys for listening to our shows, which we drop every other Wednesday. Today, we're going to do some drop of the week as per usual. We're going to go to news with your booze again. We're excited to deliver some information. Then we're going to finish up with a new segment. We're calling it Blast from the Past. We're just going to talk about an older song, an older banger. Shall we begin? We shall. Indeed. Indubitably. Indubitably. <laughs> You want me to kick it off? I do. Let's get into it. This uh, producer, I found it a, a couple years ago, and like the first song I heard by him, I was like, oh yeah, I'm definitely going to go down this rabbit hole. He sounds legit. I was going to say pleasantly surprised, but I wasn't surprised at all. He was just like banger after banger, all down his catalog. So my drop of the week is M1 Impulse by Bush Baby. Bush Baby. baby in the house mr bushby that's just a little a little taste of of what he can put together he makes really incredible uk garage and baseline he's a uh, another skanking lad out of brighton england and he started releasing music in 2015 since then has made like a, a massive name for himself in the uk garage scene and has garnered support from Mainu lang dj zinc chris lorenzo and taiki new light I put him in a few of our live revivals that we did and check his stuff out because it's just truly banger after banger. Um, I got a little bit sad because at the end of 2021, he announced that he was departing from his Wish Baby project because he wanted to focus on like other genres outside of the garage realm. But then only a few months ago, he like reappeared on his Bush Baby account on Instagram. And I got I got so excited. He archived all of his, you know, old posts and 
he made a new post and he was like, you know what? Uh, I took a year off. I was going and seeing other artists live and it kind of like reignited a fire in him and inspired him to proceed with the Bush Baby Project, which I was so excited about. <laughs> I was like, and then he's like, and I got new music coming out. I was like, okay, win-win for me. Check, check. So since then, that was November of last year, he's released three tracks already. One was the one we just listened to and one Impulse. And then the other two are No Clip and Broken. And it's just like, he, he does a phenomenal job at making modern uh, UK garage music, which is, is generally like higher BPMs. It's got the people moving their feet. Actually on Saturday, the very last set, the back-to-back -back that was happening, Jaiwu and Cruz, yeah. the second song that they played was a Bush Baby song called really? Woman's Touch, which I love that song. And I had considered putting that song in my set. And I was like, how random, like, he's not a, like a super well-known DJ. And I was like, I literally thought about putting that song <laughs> in my set. Thank God I did it. But yeah, yeah, Push Baby, check him out. He's awesome. Push Baby, yeah, I'm getting like, exposed to Garage is kind of a new genre for me to explore. It's a lot of fun. It gets super bassy too. Hey, sign me up for some more bass. Yeah, I know I know you, you love the, the wubs. Uh-huh. I'm glad that Bush Baby like decided to carry on just so the name Bush Baby could could live on. You know, like <laughs> you don't want to retire a name like Bush Baby. That's just a great name. Come on. Yeah, truly. And also, we've talked about this before, but like you don't have to start a new alias to do a new genre, guys. Yeah. Please don't pigeonhole yourself as an artist and be like, I'm only going to do house music. Like it's so restricting. Like as an artist, you want to be free to like just create, do whatever you want create that's it couldn't have said it better myself what new uh new track you got for us this week mikey well after saturday night and listening to seven hours of tremendous music which varied in genre like you said from house to techno to tech house to garage to an assortment of things but there was no dubstep and if you had told me in like 2019 that i would spend seven straight hours vibing to not dubstep, I would have been like, nah, <laughs> that's <laughs> probs not. You'd be like, Mikey who? That is not. Legit, like, no. who are you? <laughs> but with that being said, I am going to bring a little dubstep to the podcast. A little regression to the mean, if you will, for me. It's been a minute. Bring it back. Let's, let's hear it. It has been a minute, you know? So let me get back to my roots here a little bit. I'm going to play a song called In Vain by Spaghetti and Viper Active.
that fun? That is fun. I enjoyed that very much so. I enjoyed it. It was a little different, a little saucy. So that is... When did that song come out? I always have to like take like 30 seconds after the song like that because like my yeah. heart rate is up from like dancing. I'm like, <laughs> okay, I got to like talk about him now. We have so much time for you to take breaks to breathe. <laughs> so don't even worry about it. I'm going to take a few deep breaths. Get some some oxygen in the, those lungs. <laughs> so that song came out in October of 2022. Let me tell you about Spag Hetty. He's a Dutch-born and residing DJ. Real name is Misha Raining. Began dropping dubstep tracks back in 2011. He first took on the name Spaghetti because he was making a lot of spaghetti noodles. And he had a friend whose name was MC Roni. And I think it was just a joke at first, but then he started dropping fire tunes and it stuck. His fans are called the Meatball Mafia. He actually has a Facebook page called Spaghetti's meatball mafia and they are an international family connected by love for noodles and bass <laughs> so go go join the facebook group guys if you like noodles and bass noodles and bass that's that's a good combo yeah and on the facebook group they also have a spaghetti policy it says we're all equal meatballs post noodles not nudes and old spag is not gone. So those are the rules. That's the spaghetti policy. If you want to be in the meatball mafia, that's all it takes. <laughs> I wonder if Snooki knows about the meat, the meatball mafia. <clears throat> if, if there are any Jersey Shore fans out there, Snooki and who's the other one? Her her very good friend. Damn, I'm I'm blanking on what her name was, but they were they were called the meatballs because they were so like short, <laughs> short and you know Italian. So the meatballs, <laughs> the meatballs. Where's the beach? I used to love that fucking show. <laughs> Unfortunately, that that missed uh, the Tolvo family. Our homeschool years did not catch Jersey Shore in our in our viewing. Yeah, that's that's definitely one of those ones that parents were like. Mm. But the meatballs, though. The meet the balls. Meet the balls. Uh, Viper Active, also on that tune, is an Arizona-born DJ producer by the name of Julian Gooden. Now 23, he began the Viper Active project at 16 and has since released music with bass labels like Subsidia, who is Excision's label, and Bass Rush Records, which is under Insomniac, to just name a couple. Love it. Those are some good tunes. You know, we did it. Yeah, we did good. We did again. Every time. Dude, every time. We're so good at this. Wow. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Next up, we're going to go to news with ear booze. Emood is going to kick her off. I am very excited to announce that KX5 has announced their release date for their self-titled debut album. And of all days, it's coming out on St. Patrick's Day. So March 17th, mark your calendars. Hit up those dive bars, and uh, when people ask you what you're celebrating, <laughs> instead of St. Patrick's Day, be like, yo, KX5's album came out today. KX5's album, bro. We are banging to this all weekend. Honestly, <laughs> super exciting. They've had uh, five singles so far. We got Escape with Halia on vocals, Take Me High, When I Talk with Elderbrook on vocals, Alive with The Moth and The Flame on vocals, and avalanche with james french on vocals so they have all of these talented vocalists coming in and they're just throwing these insane fresh take on progressive house and deep house vibes 
on top of the, the the beautiful vocals. Avalanche is probably my favorite so far. It has some really cool acid elements in there that I enjoy very much. And their next single with Sophie Tucker is dropping soon. They announced that just uh, when they announced their their album date. Yes, I love Sophie Tucker. We haven't really Dude. talked about them on the pod, but like they're incredible. Sophie Tucker is really fucking good. And you know what? I think they're really underrated. Although in like the last year or two, I think they have like really started to gain some speed and like, you know, they've done a lot of collaborations with people that I think have helped get them some more notoriety. I feel like they weren't always considered even like producers, DJs as much as almost in a different genre. I don't know why. I feel like I just kind of came onto them as like an electronic duo versus... I don't know what I thought they were before. I mean, before I thought it was just one girl named Sophie Tucker and not realizing it's Sophie and there Tucker. There is a Tucker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, they're stupid talented. I mean, she plays the guitar, she sings, he sings, he DJs. and I mean, they both DJ. Um, and I, I think they probably play piano too. Like They just dropped a cover of Chasing Cars, that Snow Patrol song. So Ooh, beautiful. I didn't know that. They also did a remix of the white lotus theme that's so fun they love brazil i think sophie speaks portuguese they have portuguese songs oh they're cool yeah i've heard her sing in other languages i think she can do french too which isn't too far from portuguese anyways oh of course i should have said you know cascade and dead mouse make up kx5 shouldn't just like oh. throw <laughs> the name out there like people would know but hey uh, yeah we all know well, yeah we all know <laughs> at this point right kx5 who else would it be so yeah, KX5 headlined the largest single day concert by an electronic artist ever in North America back in December. Largest ever? Largest ever, yeah. Wow. They had an audience of 50,000 people at the LA Memorial Coliseum. Wow. So shout out to Cascade and Deadmau5 for, for doing that. I mean, like, you know, that's, that's insane. For, for the US to have 50,000 people at a, a single day electronic artist concert that's that's just you know making making history over here boys yeah it's pretty legit yeah it's pretty legit ever since cascade and dead mouse first collaborated in 2008 with i remember i've been hooked on both of their sounds both individually and together but when they are together they make magic happen for sure so and I, if you want to i that was going to play a little bit of i remember yeah mm -hmm. yes please <laughs> do and that was the year that I was graduating high school, going into college. So I remember that song coming out and like moving up to Tampa and going to college and like having this dope song and just being like, dude, I freaking love electronic music. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, this is such a good song. I know. It, it'll never get old. It never does.
so pretty. Like gorgeous. When Escape came out, it was like the best. I feel like it was almost a sequel to that song, but in a different light. Like it was a remake. Because obviously the, the lyrics are very different. I remember it's like a very like longing song about some relationship of the past. Whereas Escape is like, I feel like Escape could be perceived in a number of ways. Oh, it could yeah. be like a toxic relationship that's like being like, no, like, like come escape with me. Or it could be like a very pretty song and be like, yeah, let's go, you know, be together. <laughs> Depends on how you're looking at it. But like I said, they just make freaking music together. It's or freaking music, free magic is what I meant. <laughs> freaking music, freaking music, freaking sharks with freaking laser beams on their heads, <laughs> freaking bats. <laughs> This song is going to be one that we play 15 years from now, and it still mm, holds up so well. Of course. I feel like both of these oh, songs yeah. will go down in, you know, idiom history. Well, I must say, though, speaking of Cascade, I did see Cascade in Vegas a couple weekends ago, and I was able to get a lot closer to him than I was able to get to DJ Emood on this most recent Saturday night. So, listen, I don't know what that means, you know? <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I, I just, I couldn't make my way to the front of the bus. I was like, I guess I gotta stand back here and just enjoy from here because it's just popping. Cascade, like, great legend, but we did just get right up there. So, uh, does it say something about the Vegas crowds versus the New York crowd? I don't know, but this is just my observation, my experience. Cascade, you should get on my get on my calendar. Maybe we can like make some magic together. Yeah, Cascade, I think you would be great opening for DJ E Mood one of these nights. Have your people call my people. We'll figure it out. Uh, <laughs> I'll pencil you in. Pencil him in. He he does seem like a genuinely just like chill dude. Yeah, for sure. I told you my little brother like surfed with him in San Diego. Yes. So dope. He like texted me like, yo, you ever heard of like DJ Cascade? I was like, yeah, Cascade? Like you can drop the DJ. Like we know who he is. I love that he added the DJ. <laughs> yeah. That's being like, have you ever heard of this person who sings named Lady Gaga? Yeah, this singer. <laughs> you ever hear that uh, scientist, Neil deGrasse Tyson? Everyone knows him. <laughs> I think I heard of that guy. Bill Nye, the science guy. Have you ever heard that Steve Aoki song that has Bill Nye the Science Guy in no, it? No, what is it? It's so good. It's called uh, something gas, I think. Noble gas? Noble gas, yeah. It's like a scientific term that Bill Nye talks about in the song. <laughs> well, we're going to listen to it. Let's do it. Ooh. This is exciting. So people want to go live on Mars. You don't want to live on Mars. We don't. You want to explore Mars. Oh, okay. I mean, he might be right. If we were to discover evidence of life on Mars, it would change the course of human history. Would it, though? It would be like Copernicus discovering that the Earth goes around the sun. He did discover that. It would be like Galileo 
showing that the moon is not a perfect circle. The moon's full of craters. So along with the many other scientific discoveries that humans have made, we found out that atoms hook together to make molecules. I'm learning so much. Some atoms don't, <laughs> they don't, they don't interact with other atoms. And these are what we call the noble elements, or the noble gases. You know what the future is? The future is neon. Atomic number 10. The neon future. Yo, that's awesome. <laughs> that's the third album that he named Neon Future. That's the last song on that album, too. If you like, look at the other songs, he's just like the collaboration king. BTS, Nicky Romero, AJR, Mike Posner, Blink-182. Like, yeah, that? Lil Yachty, <laughs> Bella Thorne. And then finish it off with, with Bill Nye, because why not? <laughs> wow. What were we? This was, oh, KX5. Anything else? On KX5? That's it on KX5, but I hear there's this um, there's this festival happening next year. It's called, like, Yesterday Land? That sounds familiar. Is that right? Tomorrowland, Tomorrowland. Okay, that's, that's ringing a bell now. Uh, Tomorrowland, uh, one of the largest musical events of every year, is returning for two weekends, as per usual, July 21st, 22nd, and 23rd, and weekend two, July 28th, 29th, and 30th. Tomorrowland, if you do not know, is a festival held in Flanders, Belgium, that was founded in 2005 by a pair of brothers by the names of Manu and Michiel? Question mark? Beers? Five times it's been voted the best musical event of the year at the International Dance Music Awards. Over 400,000 people attend Tomorrowland every year, according to their website. It has over 15 stages, and the lineup they just released is ginormous. It is monumental, and the font that they used is so tiny that no one could read it. <laughs> Literally zero people read the lineup because you, like... You would need to literally like reach out to NASA and ask if like they could point that James Webb telescope at this lineup so you could fucking see what any of it says. They're like they did that on purpose so you wouldn't yeah. know. They're like that doesn't matter. They're gonna buy the ticket anyway. They're gonna show up. You'll figure it out when you day of. Uh, so fortunately, on their website, they do a breakdown in like twelve point font where you can actually read all of the. All of the names, if you so choose. So I'm going to read you some names. So we've got Eric Prids is bringing Hollow back. Legit. That'll be very exciting. Tiesto, the Chainsmokers, your pal LPGOB, mm-hmm. Nora and Pure, Niels Hoffman, Sudden Death, Graphics, A Craze, Netsky, Oliver Heldens, Wax Motif, and 66 more. I'm only talking about Friday, day one of weekend one. There are still five other days and hundreds more names in addition to that. Absolutely beautiful. Yeah, it's going to be whatever you want, however you want it, and it's all good. 
doesn't get better than Tomorrowland. Like Tomorrowland is is the OG of of all the the EDM like fe- I mean, I'm, there were other festivals before Tomorrowland, but Tomorrowland set the blueprint that all of these other big festivals, especially in the U.S. right now, are are, are following. That they're like, all right, you have all these stages. You got to get the production just right between like your fireworks and your lights and your lasers and your performers who are dancing. Like that's something Izu doesn't always do a good job at. They don't really have like their dancers. Like we need more of that. We need some like, you know, some cool vibe setters coming out. Mm, you know who had some vibe setters, who had some dancers? DJ Emood at Silo in <laughs> in Brooklyn. You know what's funny? I, I didn't even know that was happening. As you were performing? Because it was happening on the outside yeah, of the bus, right? Yeah. So I couldn't really see what was happening. And it wasn't until like t- or yesterday that people were sending me videos. And I'm like, holy yeah. shit. Like w- w- During the Kristoff remix yep. that I played of that, that Temper Trap song. Yeah, they were getting it on the sides of the bus. No, bro, it looked so legit. Like <laughs> you were doing your thing. The crowd was like packed energy in the building dancers lights you turn to your right and there's like a fucking trapeze dancer like doing whatever your friend ariel the aerialist <laughs> did she perform during my set i don't remember which ones she performed during to be honest oh, I was gonna every say. time i turned to the right something was happening so dude yeah it was so sick it was so dope that's like when i got that that comment from the one woman from boston she was like I'm an OG raver. I've been doing this for decades. And she's like, I have not, I've not seen a set like that since, since 2006, like at a warehouse that. Mm, That's such a good compliment. Yeah. I I literally gave her a hug for like over a minute. Like I didn't (laughs) let go. I was like, I'm sorry. I just want to like soak (laughs) this moment in a little extra longer. I can't think of a better compliment than, than that. Oh, that's so special. So keep doing what you're doing. And then maybe in future years when i get my magnifying glass out to pour over the Tomorrowland lineup <laughs> dj emood will be on there you see me in the fine print <laughs> emood in the fine print i love it i can't oh. wait <laughs> so i thought something fun we could do since there's so many names is just blind react to a producer song that we have no idea who it is or what it's going to sound like. Well, of these three suggestions that you put, I know all of them except the sauce. Damn it. (laughs) Well, I don't know sauce. Okay. Okay. Then we'll go with the sauce. I'm going to talk about Todd Terry in our next segment. (laughs) No way. Yeah. That's actually hysterical that I put Todd Terry in there. It's like, that's just a great name. Todd Terry. He's actually been around for a minute. He's been around since 1993. Like he's been in the game for, he's one of the OG people. He been in it. Well, so for our listeners who might not know what we're talking about, in our notes, I put three names. I just pulled somebody from Friday, Saturday, and Sunday of the first weekend off the lineup. And I said, I'll have Moody pick one and we'll blind react, but they already knew two out of the three. So I guess we're going with number three, the sauce. Uh, let's see on Spotify. Their most downloaded song is called roll the dice feet stamina MC and Lily Allen, the sauce remix. How's that sound? You want to give that one a shot? Let's do it. Skipping halfway through click and play. Roll the dice. Roll the dice. Roll the dice. Ooh, they even had the sound. Things go nice then. That's how people. Things might happen and we could be in love. Oh, 
fun listening to this song right now <laughs> aka tomorrowland knows what they're doing <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh i guess we can stop there dude that was wow i've never listened to a drum and bass song so like i'm just I, i'm speechless <laughs> It like was skanky and sexy and groovy and that it got me feeling some things for sure. <laughs> some type away. Type away. The sauce. I mean, he he knows what he's doing. This the sauce is bringing the sauce. <laughs> I mean, that was a saucy song. Come on. Doesn't get more saucy than that. Yeah. I'm putting it on potential. Yeah. <laughs> We're both writing down this song. Oh my gosh, what a discovery. So neither of us have been to, to Tomorrowland before, but it's definitely on our bucket list. Oh, for sure. No, we, like me, Nick, and Vanna have talked about like planning a trip. Uh, I think 2024, we want to yeah. try to go. Dope. You guys should come for sure. I would love that. Shoulder Boy went last year and it was like his his last major hurrah before having his little baby Aww. that he had in December. And I was like, dude, what, what a send off. Like, yeah, send-off. Tomorrowland all weekend. For sure. I also want to do Tomorrowland winter someday and just like ski the mountain and then pop into the lodge and it's like a rave and then ski to another lodge and it's another rave. That's also a dream of mine. You're going to have to teach me how to be a better skier, but I'm there. Yeah, let's do some skiing. Well, we'll go when it's been a lot of fluffy snow so that when you fall, it's nice and soft. This is good to know. I, I never like thought about things like, but also isn't like Vermont and New Hampshire, don't they have really good skiing? It's better than like Massachusetts and like New York and Connecticut. But in my personal opinion, and this is based on only skiing in Utah for the last three years, I don't think it really compares. I remember when we were in Salt Lake City, like seeing the conveyor belt just full of like all the cases for the skis and the snowboards and all the things. Yeah, they say Utah has the best snow in the world. In the world? That's what they say. Oh shit, I didn't know that. I, I was just thinking like small, like the US. <laughs> no, the, the ambiguous they have declared. Like we're putting them above the Swiss Alps? Like that doesn't seem right. <laughs> Listen, that's what they say. Don't ask me who they are, but that's what they say. <laughs> <laughs> That sounds like something Americans. <laughs> it totes does, doesn't it? According to Fox 13 in Salt Lake City. Oh, God, <laughs> let's not quote Fox on the podcast. Why does Utah have the greatest snow on earth? Yes, ed- edify us, Fox. Utah state license plates beginning in 1985 began putting the slogan, the greatest snow on earth on their plates. So is that mm. true? Is this propaganda? Not sure, but the snow is V-nice. That's false advertisement. <laughs> 
Uh, Tomorrowland thus concludes <laughs> news with your <laughs> booze, and we're gonna move on to this new segment, Blast from the Past, where this this came about also Saturday night when I forget what song was playing. I can tell you, it was hold on, La Bouche, be my lover. So this is blaring through the venue. Oh, this was so fun. And like, we just were like, should we do a segment where we just talk about amazing older tracks? And thus was born Blast from the Past. Moody was like, yeah, I, I like that idea. That's We could do that for sure. Yeah, it was Mikey's idea. And I was like, oh, yeah, we're definitely going to do that. Mm-hmm. Okay, what do you have? Blast from the Past with DJ E. Mood. So this is another track that probably came out the same year. I don't remember what year Be My Lover came out, but... Actually, that might have been 90. No, it was the same year. So 1995, popular year for electronic music. Great year, I must say. Do you, do you remember anything from 95? I was born. <laughs> <laughs> so personally, big fan. You definitely have have a lot of memories then from, from that year. <laughs> Great memes. Like when, when I heard this on the radio in 95 when my mom was pregnant, I just, I knew it was going to be a good life out there in the world. Pregante. <laughs> Pregnant. <laughs> Pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> so this this track that I'm going to talk about is also from 1995. It was a jam then. It's a jam now. I fucking love this song so much. It's another tune about longing, wanting to go back to a time with this person who changed your life forever, and now you're walking down their old street. They don't oh, live. Man. They don't live where they used to anymore. But every time you walk down that street, you think Stop. of them. Stop! This is gonna make me cry already. Dude, seriously, I remember hearing this song and just like being feeling like really emotional about it and being like, wow, like, like of course, like about the music itself, but then about the meaning behind the words. And I, like at the time, I was like five and a half when this song came out. I should say, because I'm going to talk about it in a second, The this version that I'm going to play came out in 96. So I guess I would have been like six. But I remember like the the meaning behind the song, like really hitting me and being like, oh, and like as a, as a six-year-old, you're like, what the fuck? like <laughs> I've never been in a relationship before. I've never like lost anything. That was like maybe a toy or something. Six-year-old but... Aaron was like, ooh, yeah, this one speaks to me. <laughs> I remember being such a sad boy about the song and being like, oh yeah, man, that, that hits so good. Hell yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I feel you, man. I know exactly, I, you know, my girl, when she ran away. Oh, oh. All right, so before we get into it more, I'll, I'll just announce what it is. My blast from the past is Missing, Todd Terry, Club Mix. Todd Terry, fucking incredible. Fucking incredible, Todd Terry. He's just like, oh, so good. Missing, Todd Terry, Club Mix by Everything But The Girl. Everything Have you ever but heard the this girl. Song? No, but that could be like the theme for my life right now. Everything but the girl. <laughs> oh, actually, oh no, I'll tell you after. No, go ahead. You introduced me to this girl, Angela, at the thing Saturday night. She was like taking videos on stage. Mm-hmm. We were vibing a little bit. We were talking. She was like, how old are you? I was like, 27. She was like, oh, you're too young. I was like, what? <laughs> how old are you? <laughs> like 30. <laughs> I was like, I am definitely in range of 30. Like, come on. She's like, no, I like older guys. 
And she's like, where do you live? I was like, Boston. She's like, you don't even live in New York City. I was like, okay, that's fair. That one's fair. <laughs> it was funny. If if she had talked to you for longer and, and you did live here, I'm sure she would then change her mind about the age <laughs> difference. I mean, but I, I can understand, like, as a general statement, as someone who is in my 30s, like, and, and knowing how I was in my 20s, being like, yeah, 27. I mean, of course, that is close to 30, but... I don't know. Once once you're in your 30s, it's like it feels like you're in a next lifetime, you know? Like you <laughs> like you've you've graduated to Hey, I don't know. I'm not there yet. Now you know. It's like graduating to I'm the just, next I'm I'm way too young. You're like leveling up, you know? <laughs> like you're you're not just getting older, but you're like, "Oh, I can like really like make a difference mm-hmm. now." Like this you're, you're in your 20s, you're like, "You're fucking around." You're like, ah, "I'm going to go here and do this and do that and see these people and not get any sleep and have one slice of pizza and drink zero water but five beers." <laughs> hey, listen, this 27-year-old drinks lots of water. I'll put that at the top of my sales pitch in the future. I drink a lot of water for a 20-year-old, 27-year-old, okay? Actually, if you have any like dating profiles like that you should be your like quote i drink a, <laughs> I lot, drink of a lot of water <laughs> hey i mean i think that's a sexy attribute there we go sure. sexy brandon also told me that he's 30 he is but he looks so much he younger. could be anywhere from 18 to 29 but he's actually 30 <laughs> <laughs> truly when we met him we were like oh we're like at least 10 years older than this this kid and then <laughs> Well, we asked him how old he, or no, we went to his birthday and we're like, how old are you now? He's like, oh yeah, it's my 30th. And I was like, what? <laughs> You're only three years younger than me? That does not seem correct. You look like a literal baby. <laughs> baby face. Uh, what song were we um, going to listen to? <laughs> old pal, T- Todd Terry. Oh, Todd Terry. Yeah. <laughs> we go way back. pretty is that this is very pretty it's so good the the whole song is a whole vibe like it's 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 a whole story just about thinking about this relationship that you once had and again there's a six-year-old me being like oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) oh oh yeah you could definitely get lost in that one i don't know that's the it's a song that it's like a core memory. I remember like being in my kitchen, like listening to that song. That's so like... cool. Like a six-year-old like memory of this song. Truly. And here we are, however many years later. I actually have some some cool info about everything but the girl too. They're an English duo consisting of lead singer and occasional guitarist Tracy Thorne and guitarist, keyboardist, producer, and singer Ben Watt. 
well, the original track, Missing, was the second single released off their eighth album, Amplified Heart, in 1994. And when the song initially was released as the single, it didn't achieve much success until a year later when Todd Terry remixed and re-released it. And that resulted in a worldwide success. It was on like the top of the charts in a lot of countries internationally. So the really cool thing that happened after that is up to that point, everything but the girl had been categorized as sophistipop with jazz influences. But after Todd Terry's remix of Missing charted in, in all of these countries, they decided to focus more on using electronic elements in their music, like from there on out, because they're like, oh, this does really well. So maybe we should just like, again, copy that blueprint and like bring it into to our music. And what is a uh, sophistipop? Is that just like pop and then you just like put a top hat on it or something? Just... <laughs> It's classy pop. <laughs> classy. I don't know. I, I actually had never really heard of it. Like just a gent is like sophista dub. Sophista dub with his monocle. Sophista dub. Mm -hmm. So the next album that they released in '96 was called "Walking Wounded," and they adopted elements of down tempo, drum and bass, techno, and trip hop, which is really dope. They were like, "Oh, electronic music. Who knew? Let's just do all of it." <laughs> um, and then they actually also invited. Todd Terry back to remix again their second single off Walking Wounded called Wrong. Walking Wounded set a career best by entering the UK charts at number four. How awesome is that to be like, here's our ninth studio album. We've been doing this for over a decade and here's where we're doing the best in our entire career. All because we were like, oh, let's do more electronic music. Are we surprised? No. no. Absolutely not. The really cool thing is they went on an indefinite hiatus in 2000, but recently announced they would be releasing their 11th album titled Fuse in April of this year. It will be their first studio album in 24 years, which is incredible. Uh, the first single is called Nothing Left to Lose, and it just came out two weeks ago. And it, it uses elements of breakbeat and super bass heavy. So I was just going to play like a few seconds of it. Play it. Those vocals are awesome. She's got a great voice. Mm. I was, when I was reading about them, it said one of the reasons that they decided to stop creating music under their their shared group was she didn't want to perform live anymore. She was like over it. And then I was thinking, if they put out like an, a super electronic album, like what we just heard, they could be a, a DJ duo and she wouldn't even have to sing. Or she could, it could be like... Um, Shermanology, where you know she sings sometimes, and maybe she other times she doesn't have to. Or Sophie Tucker, like they all sing live, so dope. So yeah, that's 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 my track. I like that one. 
Mm, those vocals were unbelievable. Absolutely. Mm, I'm excited for the track that I have brought for this segment. It's not quite as old. It came out in 2008. So 15 years. And I'm just going to play it and get your reaction live. And I'm excited. I have no idea what he's going to play. So, But like, you know it. Honestly, I think more people should like put this in their sets because... I think people would lose their minds. Are you ready? Three, two, one. All I ever wanted was to see you smiling. <laughs> Come on, this just makes you happy, doesn't it? I know that I love you. Oh, baby, why don't you see? I have had so much fun listening to this song over the last couple days. I don't know why I just like hadn't heard it in like a couple years. It's so good. It slaps. It's so fun. So that song, if anyone did not know that I played, is called All I Ever Wanted by Bass Hunter. Brought back a lot of great memes for me. That song actually was originally released with Swedish lyrics because it was produced by Swedish producer Jonas Erik Altberg, who today is 38 years old, but started producing under the name Bass Hunter in 2001 at 17 years old. First album was called The Bass Machine, dropping in 2004. Album number two was called LOL. That came out in 2006, and that had a song on it called Dota, D-O-T, capital A, which is all I ever wanted, but with the Swedish lyrics. Then two years later, it was, uh, I don't know, reproduced, little fluff added here and there, new English vocals, and equally took off. You know, you might play that song for some people and some really hella based people might be like, okay, now play the original and then sing all the <laughs> words of the original, which you know what? Hey, good for you. If you can sing the original, I, I can't. So that's why I had to play the English version, but just some interesting things about bass hunter that I came across in my research. Bass hunter made all his music available for free downloads on like chat channels and gaming websites. I thought that was super cool. That is cool. And something else in an interview in 2009, he said that he has at least five different aliases that he does stuff under. Hmm. The most recent album he released was 2013. That one's called Calling Time. He has actually since 2018 released one single a year. 
18, 19, 20, 21, 22. Bass Hunter has dropped one song. At least he's consistent. <laughs> so stay tuned for 2023 and whatever the next one is. It's on the way. It's coming. And that's my blast from the past. That song brings me mucho joy, and I wanted to share it with y'all. I love songs that bring joy. They're, they're the best kind of songs. You kind of specialize in the joy bringing songs, I would say. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. And you know who else does good stuff? The Plurality Podcast, episode 17. In the bag. Bang, bang. Pew, pew. When's your next gig? Next gig is February 10th at a place called Dolly. It's this really chic, opulent bar. It's in Two Bridges, which is a neighborhood just below Chinatown in Manhattan. And uh, yeah, I'm doing it with my buddies, Edward and Brandon. And it's, yeah, it's going to be a good time. It's called Kiki. Kiki. Come Kiki with us. I'm playing 12 to 2. Two hours. Two hours. But Edward is playing 10 to midnight. So it's going to be lots of great music for four hours. And there's going to be tapas available. A what? Oh, tapas? Tapas. Yeah, that's cool stuff coming up. And if you want to follow the Plurality Pod on TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram, we are at Plurality Pod. Also, check out some playlists on Spotify. Search E-Mood on there for all of the episode playlists, all the music you heard in this episode, all in one place. And check out their revival playlists on there as well. Barbara Streisand, wherever you are out in the world, good vibes, peace, love. We're still looking for you. Barbara, if you want to come hang out at Trivecta at Webster Hall this Friday, Ooh. that's where Frenchie and I are going to be. You can headbang with us. Can you imagine? <laughs> <laughs> Barbara Streisand headbanging at a dubstep show. Electric. Honestly, I think she might like it. Oh, heck yeah. Trivecta's awesome. Oh, that's You guys are going to have a time. Yeah, we've never seen him. This is the first time, so excite, excited to add that to the, the bucket list. Yeah. Peace, love. What was the first one? The first one I did was applesauce, right? One of the early ones was like Greece or something. Mykonos. Peace, love, and Mykonos. Why Mykonos? Because I'd love to go there. <laughs> Hell yeah, brother. Let's go to Ibiza. Let's go to fucking Milan. Let's go to Amsterdam. Mm-hmm. Party in the bunkers. You have to go to Amsterdam because the people there would appreciate your art. I'm saying. I'm saying. Michael told me the people of Amsterdam would appreciate my art, so we gotta go check it out. Take your art there. Only if my friends come. Oh, okay. Say less. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Plurbies. It's been real. Name 10 books. Name 20 books. That's too much. That's too many. (laughs) All right. Bye, y'all. Catch you later.